Harper Audio presents After You Believe Why Christian Character Matters by N.T. Wright, Bishop of Durham Read by Anthony Ferguson Copyright 2010 by Nicholas Thomas Wright Production Copyright 2010 by HarperCollins Publishers Preface This book is a kind of sequel to Simply Christian and Surprised by Hope. There I set out, among other things, what seems to me a basic principle of early Christianity, namely that God the Creator intends to bring heaven and earth together at last, and that this plan has been decisively inaugurated in Jesus Christ. This vision has radical implications for every aspect of how we think about Christian faith and life. In Surprised by Hope in particular, I argued that the final hope of Christians is not simply going to heaven, but resurrection into God's new creation, the new heaven and new earth. Part of the point of all this is that the resurrection and new creation have, according to the first followers of Jesus, already begun to happen, precisely because of what happened to Jesus himself at Easter. I began, in both those earlier books, to point onto some of the ways this might play out in terms of Christian responsibility in and for the world, and not least in terms of Christian behavior. In the present book, I seek to develop this theme much further, with particular attention to the notion of Christian character and virtue. The basic point is this. Christian life in the present, with its responsibilities and particular callings, is to be understood and shaped in relation to the final goal for which we have been made and redeemed. The better we understand that goal, the better we shall understand the path toward it. The result offered here is not a full account of ethics. It is certainly not a set of rules to cover all occasions, which is what some people expect from a book about Christian behavior. As I will explain, I think that's the wrong way to go about the whole thing. It is rather an exploration of how Christian character is formed as a particular and focused example of how character is formed in general. I have given particular attention to the close reading of some key New Testament texts, which I think are often either misunderstood or toned down when approached from other points of view. And I have tried to bring out in particular the way in which the early Christians thought of questions about behavior, not as a separate topic, but as one aspect of their larger aims, worship and mission. I have tried to keep the level of writing accessible to people of all sorts and have restrained myself from entering into the many fascinating contemporary debates about Christian behavior as a whole and in its particular parts. Those who know their way around these debates will see easily enough where I am following a line taken by this or that particular writer, or distancing myself from someone else's point of view. I have added a note at the end of the book to indicate some of the places where I have found help, and some of the debates to which, I venture to hope, this book may in small measure have something to contribute. In particular, I hope to have reminded readers of the New Testament that the great tradition which discusses behavior in terms of virtue has more to offer than they may have thought, and also to have reminded people who have theorized about virtue that the New Testament has more to offer them than they seem to have supposed. But the main point of the book lies elsewhere. To stimulate tomorrow's Christians of whatever sort, and in whichever tradition, to be encouraged and excited by the pursuit of virtue in its specifically Christian form, and to have their character shaped together and individually to become the human beings God meant us to be, 
which means being concerned primarily with worship and mission, and with the formation of our own character as the vital means to that double end. To those coming to a specifically Christian book, from the outside as it were, I would say this. I have written elsewhere about the reasons why I believe that, despite all the skepticisms of today's Western world, there might after all be a God who made the world, and who is going to put it right at last. The dreams we have that refuse to die, dreams of freedom and beauty, of order and love, dreams that we can make a real difference in the world, come into their own when we put them within a framework of belief in a God who made the world and is going to sort it out once and for all, and wants to involve human beings in that process. We now approach these same issues from another angle. In a world where so much confusion abounds, how do we know what is good? And how do we discover what being human is really all about? This book is meant to offer a double challenge. To Christians, to think.